Welcome back to Bible Answers with Philippians 1-9 Ministries. You're listening to Patrick O'Brien. Today we want to look at biblical typology and specifically as it pertains to Joseph from the book of Genesis. Remember, when it comes to biblical typology, we never make doctrine out of typology, but it does help illuminate doctrine to us. Now, the Jews back in Jesus' time could not understand that the Messiah would be one Messiah, but two comings. They thought it was going to be two messiahs at two comings. So they didn't understand that it was just one messiah and two comings. But the way we understand it is that there would be a suffering servant that would come as the messiah first, and then he would come as the conquering king. The way it's known is in Hebrew, you would say Hamashiach ben Yosef, literally the messiah, the son of Joseph. And then Hamashiach ben David, literally the Messiah, the son of David. And so first he would have to come as a suffering servant to go to the cross. We see this in Isaiah's chapters 52 and 53. And then at his second coming, he comes as a conquering king in the character of David. And that's what the son of means in Hebrew. It means in character of. So when we see Ben David or Ben Yosef, that means in the character of. And so here we're going to see Jesus in the character of Joseph through biblical typology as we go back to look at it. Remember, in Hebrew, prophecy is pattern. It's not a prediction and a fulfillment like the Greco-Roman mindset would see prophecy. To understand prophecy the way that the Jews would have understood it and wrote it in the scripture would be that it is pattern, that it is multiple uh, fulfillments until leading up to a final fulfillment. And so typology helps us to see these patterns. Because remember, the author of scripture, the Holy Spirit, is communicating to us and teaching us from outside of time. And he has patterns that he uses in the scripture to teach us. And one of those is biblical typology. So let's go ahead and begin to dive into the similarities that we see between Joseph and Jesus. Now, both Jesus and Joseph are the firstborn. They both are firstborn. In Genesis 30, we see that with Joseph of Rachel. And then in Matthew 1, verse 25, we obviously see that and know from the Virgin Mary. They're both called shepherds. In Genesis 37, 2, it's Joseph. In Matthew 2, 26, and then, of course, John 10, Jesus is the good shepherd, the good and faithful shepherd. Now, we also see that they're both loved of the fathers. They're both the beloved son of his father. Genesis 37, verse 3, and Matthew 3, 17, 12, 28. They're both prophesied to be rulers. We see that uh, Genesis 37, verses 5 through 11, and then Daniel 7, Micah 4, and Psalm 2, just to name a few. Now, when we go through biblical typology, it won't necessarily be in chronological order. So we'll bounce a little bit around. But the whole point is for you to be able to take note and write these things down and go to see them in the scripture yourself. Don't just take my word for it, but actually go into the scripture yourself and read through these accounts I'm giving you in Genesis and compare them with Jesus so that it does two things. One is then you obey the biblical command to study the word to show yourself approved unto God, which you need to be, be a Berean and test the things that I'm saying. But it also gives you a different level of retention. So you remember these things and you can commit them to memory so that when you go through trials and tribulations, you can remember how God used Joseph to show us how Jesus would, would come and fulfill these uh, the signs and the things of his first coming and how, how God communicates through typology as well. Now, so the, both the beloved of the father. Now, we also know that they both knew the sins of their brothers. Jesus knew the sin of his brothers, and so did Joseph. They betrayed him. 
Now, they both were betrayed by their Jewish brothers into the hands of the Gentiles. But God will take that betrayal and turn it around for the whole world to be saved. Right? We see that obviously with Jesus. And we see that with Joseph from Genesis as well. When they betrayed him, but he becomes exalted in the known world, Egypt, and saves the whole world from this horrible famine. Now, they're both betrayed by the same person, by Judah. Judah, they both get betrayed by it. And if you remember, Judah is Judas the same in, in its original language. And they're both betrayed. Judas betrays Jesus for 30 pieces of silver, and Judah is betrayed for 20 pieces of silver. But nonetheless, it's that consistency of being betrayed for silver. And if you factor in inflation, perhaps you might have a closer connection there. But nonetheless, we also see Joseph being condemned with two criminals, and he prophesies that one would live and one would die. Now, remember, he also tells them to remember me. If you go back and look at those accounts, he says specifically, remember me. And it's under this idea of bread and wine, because one was somebody who would have dealt with the bread and one was somebody who would have dealt with the wine. But just as Jesus was also on the cross and he prophesied that one would live, be with him in paradise today, and one would die. That's the connection we see there as well. Now, they also bring the cloak to prove that he's not in the pit. And just as Jesus to prove that he's not in the tomb, there was this connection of bringing the cloak specifically. We also see that Joseph goes from a place of condemnation to a place of exaltation in one day. If you go back and look at that specifically, you'll see that Joseph goes in one day. And same with Jesus. He goes from a place of condemnation on the cross. Remember, cursed is all who hang on a tree. And then in one day, he's exalted up and to see into his glory. Now, upon exaltation, all power and authority is given to him by the Pharaoh, speaking of Joseph, and that every knee has to bow to him. And we see that same characteristic with Jesus as well. Now, we also can see that Joseph takes a Gentile bride upon being exalted. And the church is going to be predominantly a Gentile body of believers. And that Jesus, upon exaltation, will take him to himself, a predominantly Gentile bride. Now, remember the Jewish brothers recognized Joseph at the second coming, and they wept bitterly. This is We'll see this as well with Zechariah 12.10. And we see the same thing with Jesus when his second coming, that they will recognize him at the second coming. They didn't at the first coming. Just like when the brothers went to see Joseph, they didn't recognize him at the first coming, but they will recognize him at the second coming. It's teaching us something about the second coming. But notice before he reveals himself to his brothers, Joseph, he sends the Gentile servants away. And so before they recognize Jesus and weep bitterly at his second coming, perhaps this is showing us this connection of the church being raptured and taken out specifically at the second coming. Now, we also can make a few other connections as well. Both of Joseph and Jesus went to Egypt, right? Genesis 37, 28, Joseph goes to Egypt. Jesus in Matthew 2, 13 through 15, they both went to Egypt. Now, both were, were made slaves, 
right? Jesus in Philippians 2.7 and Genesis 39.1 with Joseph. They're both falsely accused and they're punished. And But God was with both of them in this time period. We also see that God's spirit indwelt them both in Genesis 41.38. And then we see that with Jesus in Luke 4.1. And then, of course, Acts 10.38. Now, I made mention already that all knee will bow, just as all knees had to bow to Joseph because of his position. All knees will have to bow to Jesus as well. Philippians 2.10 shows us that with Jesus, and Genesis 41.43 will show that to us about Joseph. Now, both were given this name that has to do with the meaning of Savior. right? Jesus is Yahweh is salvation. And Joseph would be savior of my world or sustainer of life. So very similar in nature with their names. But of course, they both were given then the Gentile bride. Now, we also can make the connection as well that Joseph's brothers, remember, they didn't recognize him. And just as Jesus' own people didn't recognize him at all. It wasn't just a matter of the timing, but they didn't recognize him specifically. Both offer a forgiveness to those who sought to destroy them. Remember, instead of, he could have retaliated against his brethren, had them killed, and they would have never known. But they offered the forgiveness to them specifically. You see that in Genesis 45 and Genesis 50 even. But of course, we know that about Jesus. Now, the evil that Joseph's brothers intended, uh, intended, God meant to use it for good, to save them. The same is true of the the evil that was given according to Jesus. That was they were being evil towards Jesus. God is going to use that evil against Jesus for the good of the whole world, and that's the connection we see that as well. He turns it around. Now, both saved the known world in that time, in the sense of Joseph with being able to stock up the food and provide food during a famine, and the same thing with Jesus where he saves the whole world because he's obviously the savior of all the whole world. Now, that shows us the connections specifically about Joseph, and that shows us the typology of Joseph with Jesus. There are perhaps no less than 30 or 40 connections that you could make specifically with the two of them. But remember, at his first coming, As the son of Joseph, he came to save us from sin. But at his second coming, Jesus will come to save us from the dominion of Satan and set up the millennium reign. Now that is, in summary, the biblical typology that we see associated with Joseph and with Jesus. There are perhaps many other connections and similarities that we could probably put together. And maybe you yourself know of a few of them as well. But... What we want to do when we study through the scripture is look for these similarities, these typologies that we would know are true about Jesus's life. And we see them in these characters in the Old Testament to help us teach about things coming in the future. Well, I hope that was encouraging to you. I hope that you will go back into the scripture yourself and read those accounts from Genesis 37 primarily onward and look at the connections between Joseph and Jesus and see how the Holy Spirit just illuminates his plan of redemption to us through biblical typology. Well, until next time, we will talk soon.